What would you do if you could see into the future right now, all the way to the end of your life, and find that you wouldn't make a cent from your music? Would you still pursue music production? Would you keep it as a hobby? Would you change anything you're doing currently? Verit Hossiam had an excellent video essay on what the longest-running study on happiness revealed. It's pretty interesting. I really hope you guys will go watch it. And what I find really interesting is maybe it's just my own personal experience that's coloring the fact that I am seeing this pop up everywhere in my circles right now. People are not quite happy. They're so frustrated with the state of things that they're doing or they're grinding so hard trying to reach a new level in their business that they're not taking the time to just talk about what they enjoy. Like, it's Christmas time. For those of you who don't celebrate, let's just face it, it's the holiday season, things are winding down, and a lot of the mentality behind any of the holidays is to celebrate family, celebrate what you have, celebrate. I see so many people right now who are just focusing on grind mode. It becomes this weight. And I'm seeing this in a lot of other producers and artists as well, where the weight is what's holding you down. Now we're in this perpetual cycle that we can't see beyond it. So just what is the point of this episode? Surely those of you who regularly listen to this podcast are here because you're actively pursuing building an entrepreneurial brand for yourself and the desire to become your own boss rather than be a slave to someone else. As we embark on this ride in today's episode, pay closer attention to your own inner voice. As we address several key questions, and arrive at a greater understanding of what really drives happiness and what society gets wrong, reflect on what your inner voice is telling you, and you might find a spark that could help you see over your own horizon. Stick around. Welcome to the Modern Producer Secrets Podcast, the first music industry podcast for creatives who want to reach beyond the side hustle, where we show you how to apply the principles of business, mindset, and personal development to create real sustainable success in your music production career. I was really intrigued by Derek Muller's video essay on the longest running study on happiness revealed. And it got me thinking about all the producers that we've been helping in our community. We talk about business, marketing, production. We constantly challenge each other. Everyone is constantly seeking tips for growing their brand, their business, and their bottom line. It's far too easy to gloss over our own personal well-being. And what I find in our little corner of the music industry seems to also be reflected in the larger social communities. Everyone is seeking a resolution, and it's their mission, their drive for some ideal future life that motivates them to take the avenues they take. Now, for example, I've shared my shortcomings in the past episodes. Having freelanced as a producer and sound engineer for nearly two decades now, reflecting back on my choices and actions, most of my strife came from the pursuit of being my own boss without really understanding how to build or operate a profitable business because of all the jaded experiences I've had working for other companies. I would cite working for Best Buy or 24-Hour Fitness. What really spurred me to focus on this topic today has been the posts from so many producer circles lately, and even music artists that I've been in touch with. They're also focused on building their brand because they're tired of the grind at their 9-to-5 jobs. It seems like so much of society is driven by short-sighted goals that are formed out of frustration with their current situation, rather than deep, introspective, and thoughtfully crafted visions of their ideal life that they truly want to live, that they 
end up perpetuating the same madness on themselves that they found while working for somebody else. If I were to stop you right now and ask you, what would make you happy? What would be your answer? Now be honest. Dr. Derek interviewed dozens of random passersby in a social study and asked them what makes them happy. What leads to a happy life? Realistically, money. Being wealthy is definitely a, a big aspect of it. To save a lot of money. 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 Earning money. It's very important to be rich. It's easy for people to say they don't care about having money and that money can't buy happiness, but that's really not true. Because I would rather cry on a yacht than in a, a like a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to make you happy? Um, uh, 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 ooh. But people aren't really good at judging what will make them happy. Winning the lottery seems like it should make you happy, but numerous studies on lottery winners find that after the initial surge of happiness wears off, many are no happier than the rest of us. Some are, in fact, more miserable than they were beforehand. Because you don't see as many people as you used to see. Obviously, yeah. you become slightly isolated. So I'll ask you again. What would make you happy? When you really dig down underneath the surface level motivations that we as social creatures have all subconsciously just picked up, mimicked each other and emulate, you find your inner motivations. And these won't always match up with what society is doing. In fact, the more you self-analyze, the more you'll find incongruencies with your core motivations and interests don't line up with what society deems as normal. Purpose, or ikigai as the Japanese have coined it, is an intricate cross-section of multiple facets or dimensions to our being. Take your answers to the second question. If you could stop working without loss of income, would you, as a prime example? What answers did you give? I'm willing to bet that if you work a regular 9-to-5 job and have any kind of debt, you would absolutely not show up to work tomorrow if it posed no financial risk to your future, or maybe even your present. But what if you could truly do that? What would you do? How would you spend your time in this life? The answers you give to this question may reveal a lot about your inner self and what truly motivates you. There is no right or wrong answer here. Yet I just know that perhaps some of you may even feel a little guilty just thinking about this wacky, idealistic possibility. You see, those emotional reactions you have to even just the thought or the idea of something that threatens your current existence even if it's less than perfect, trigger the primal instincts of fight or flight, self-preservation. I believe the thought leaders of our time, whom all claim they've adopted this approach in their life, are onto something profound. Simon Sinek and countless others all believe that our sense of purpose and self-fulfillment are the true drivers of happiness. They also have completely different measurements of happiness than the rest of society as a result of their changed perspective. The number one factor by a massive margin when interviewing people on what they felt their greatest accomplishments or best moments in their life was focused on relationships. This was also their number one regret. So here's what society gets wrong. And before I dive into it and actually share it, I was catching the full stream online, but it's the Simply CyberCon track one from Gerald Osher. And Simply Cyber is in the cybersecurity sector. And he was interviewing the keynote speaker. 
And the guy started off, literally said, this presentation is going to make everyone mad. And his quotes in big, bold text were, there are no entry-level jobs in cybersecurity. Obviously, I'm talking to you as a music producer, but I'm bringing something in from another industry to kind of give you guys the same strife is happening in every industry. If we take the strives and the tribulations and all the struggles that we're dealing with the music industry as a whole, and we slice them up, they look no different in any other industry. They're the same thing, just a different dress, right? In the IT industry, we worry about this. Well, in the music industry, we worry about this, but the worries are the same. And you'll hear the same thing. Big studios are closing. There are no jobs in music anymore. And it's bullshit, but we have to find a way to coexist and not perpetuate the cycle on each other. Now, I bring this up because we're doing this to ourselves. And there's so much strife right now with the frustrations over AIs taking our jobs, AI this, AI that. And we're not embracing the opportunities that these new technologies present. I guarantee you, the newer generations that are coming up right now, you guys have the challenge of getting to figure this stuff out now. And not being encumbered by like, well, this is the way I used to produce music. This is the way I used to do things. It's not the same anymore. What drives audiences, what drives artists to create an experience for their fans has changed. You guys aren't encumbered by the way that things used to be, the legacy that came before. So you can drive the future of the industry in ways that we, the current generations that are in control right now, can't even imagine. Why? Because we're too busy putting out fires, trying to figure out how to survive the way that we've always been surviving in the face of the new technologies. And that's frustrating. I can see why people aren't happy right now. So why do we get it wrong? These badges of achievement that I'm going to come back to, they don't drive our happiness. I built this six-figure company up from nothing and tomorrow it's gone. But did that make you happy? Doing the meaningful work has been proven to drive happiness. Studies have shown that roughly $75,000 a year, no increase in income beyond that point, manages to meaningfully impact our happiness. This seems to line up with Laszlo's hierarchy of needs, which I've discussed in past episodes. We need basic things like food, water, and shelter to meet our survival needs, right? Then as we meet those needs, we strive for the next level of security, social and relationships. Now, this is where most of us tend to settle in. As long as we're serving a function, we avoid rocking the boat out of fear for our own survival, even if we're not completely satisfied where we're at. After thinking about this recently, I truly get why James Wedmore refers to this cycle of life as new level, new devil. Now, as Dr. Derek Muller pointed out, in his video essay, there was a contender that found some correlation to increased income actually resulting in an increased happiness. Now, as he explained the study and the contention between the two, I think he managed to pick out a very subtle nuance as to the underlying reasoning behind why the difference the two studies from one camp indeed confirmed that there were people living in a world who did not gain happiness from increase in income, and the other camp found the opposite. Those who reported the greatest improvements held a happier outlook on life to begin with. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. 
You don't have to believe in the woo that Adam and I bring up from time to time in the podcast, but in episode 63, when I brought up vibrational energy, I brought it up so that I could discuss this very topic today. To give you guys a perfect example of looking at another industry and looking at the strife for what it is, I'm going to share a quote from John Strand from that cybersecurity track that I mentioned. So for me, starting up a company, you know, I have people that are like, oh, you know, how did you start Black Hills Information Security? I got lucky. I started a company at the right time in the right industry where I could help shape what the industry was going to be. I got lucky. I'm not good at running a company, I don't think. Um, I got lucky. And I'm saying that because there's a lot of people in this industry that like to look down on people and say, well, you know, the kids these days, and whether it's Gen Y, Gen Z, millennials, it just changes with the times. They just don't put the work effort in that we put in. And that's absolute garbage. A lot of times when people are successful, they like to justify that success because the cruel reality of I got lucky and I was able to take advantage of situations that were presented to me is effing terrifying. It's much better just to say, well, I'm really, really good and I'm brilliant. That's why I am where I'm at. I don't believe that. I believe I got very lucky. I was in at the ground floor and I was able to do what I wanted to do in the industry. Now, here's where it starts to bear an awful lot of resemblance to the music industry. And I, I'm getting this from a lot of people who are trying to figure out how to place their brand, how to get started as an artist or a producer, especially pr producers nowadays. Like we have it so tough because whether you're trying to start your business and reach a, a label or reach a publishing agency or get your music placed with a, a seek agency, it is so tough because those businesses are hunting for unicorns. They can afford to sit on their thumbs and wait for the unicorns to show up. I highly dislike some of the advice that I hear coming from the veteran producers, heck, even just the industry professionals that have the highest visibility right now, simply because they've managed to make millions or billions of dollars and climb to this Superman position in the world. Just because it sucked for you doesn't mean that you have to perpetuate the cycle. Now, the advice that I find so offensive is, always in relation to the hardships that they had getting in the industry. And they'll say, in my day, but we're not living in that day anymore. Those days are gone. The advice they're giving is piggybacking on a sentiment that has aged and is no longer relevant in the modern world. I'm not saying that this is everyone at the top. There are still good people at the top who can respect incoming generations and recognize the fresh, raw talent that they're capable of bringing to the table, never mind the lack of experience. I think the veterans in this industry should just have a more vested interest in providing leadership to the upcoming generations and capitalize on their potential rather than saddle them with the burden rolls of bullshit functions that they don't want to do. Okay, so now this is where I'm at a crossroads because all the advice that we give over the, the course of this podcast and in the Music Producers Alliance through the, the Modern Producer Blueprint and the Roundtable is that we will often give the advice, and I'm guilty of it too, as you build out your team, as you try to offload things that you need to do in your business that aren't producing the highest level of results only you can produce, is to create positions for people underneath you. And yeah, I get it. That perpetuates the cycle, right? Instead of looking at those from the angle of frustration, though, this is the crossroads I'm at. At the end of the day, we only have so much time in our day. Think about how you would approach it in a way that would set that person up for success. If you look at the 
people that you're trying to build a team with or the things that you need to offload off of your plate so that you can focus on the higher level activities that generate the most revenue for your business. How would you create that role? How would you define it? What boundaries would you give that person to help set them up for success rather than just getting the frustration off of your plate? See the difference there? The emotion we're putting behind it, the feeling of, oh, I just need to get this out of my mind because it just is so sadly, like it just brings me down. It's a bag of bricks over my shoulders. I need to get this off of my shoulders. That's going to take some work. You have to sit down and actually think about that for a second. This is what a true leader does. They'll sit down and define the role that they need to create for somebody else so that they can have a greater level of success than the leader did having to define that position. That's what true leadership is. And when you can make a difference for somebody else, I guarantee you any producer that is taking this mindset right now and bringing that to their business, even just as a single being, a single person, just helping another person. If you can come to somebody else and help solve their problems by defining it better than they could themselves and helping them achieve a transformational outcome, I guarantee you, you will start getting word of mouth referrals just from that person alone because it was so amazing. Like you probably changed their lives in that moment. I mean, I'm not saying music is, oh my God, it's life-changing. I'm saying the role that we serve is to be here to serve other people, just make their experience in life better. As a human being, can you do that? Never mind if this is for money or as a business. I'd like to share a quote with you from the end of the Mr. Robot TV series. Now, I don't want to spoil it for anybody out there, but it has been out for quite a few years now. If you haven't watched it, just stop this episode, go watch it. Of course, there's four seasons, so you might have to catch up on this quite a bit later, but here it is. This whole time I thought changing the world was something we did. An act you perform. Something you fought for. Whereas changing the world is just about being here. By showing up, no matter how many times we get told we don't belong. By staying true even when we're shamed into being false. By believing in ourselves even when we're told we're too different. And if we all held on to that, if we refused to budge and fall in line, if we stood our ground for long enough, just maybe, the world can't help but change around us. You know, I think Elliot was onto something. This whole time he thought changing the world was something you did, an act you performed. Man, that really hit home for me. I guarantee you, at least one of you out there listening right now probably felt that way up until this very moment, right? Just hold on to your dream. Nobody's going to build the vision for you. You have to build it yourself. And as somebody who struggled with that most of my adult life, I'm here to tell you, there is a brighter side to look forward to, but you have to be the one building it. You can't let it lapse. So I want to keep this one short and sweet. In fact, I want to challenge you today. No, really, I'm inviting you to play a game and start today. Consider all of your family, friends, and professional connections as potential interviewees. And use this short pop-up quiz. Ask them if they'd like to play a quick game 
and that you'd like to write down the answers to their questions. But before you do that, you should answer these for yourself. Question one, what's going to make you happy? Question two, if you could stop working without loss of income, would you? And what would you do instead? And the final question, what's holding you back from doing that right now? Thanks so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. I'm really curious how you're closing out your year and preparing for the next. Drop us a line and tell us how we're doing, what you'd like to hear more of, and what we could be doing better by emailing podcast at modernproducersecrets.com. I hope this helped you reconnect with your core why. Happiness isn't overrated, it's overlooked. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app to help others discover whether this podcast is a good fit for them. And finally, this podcast is brought to you by the Music Producers Alliance, the premier online community and professional development platform exclusively for music producers that provides learning resources, networking opportunities, and business mentoring. If you're looking for a proven marketing system so you can get consistent high-paying projects with better clients all from your home studio and want personalized advice, feedback, and accountability to accelerate your growth of your career, then head over to musicproducersalliance.com forward slash join and become a member of our mastermind community today.